You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and we're recording this just off the back of watching Wales get a really impressive and vital victory in Euro 2020 over Turkey. But we're going to save the Euro chat because we're going to be bringing you our Euro daily podcast this evening live at 10.15pm. Got a couple of brilliant guests joining me where we'll be looking uh, back on the game between Italy and Switzerland. We'll be talking about Wales and their win over Turkey as well, uh, but we'll probably not talk too much. I've got to be honest about the game between Russia and Finland, because to be honest, it, it wasn't very good. Um, but let's kick on and let's talk about the transfer stories that we are here to discuss. So as I said to you guys earlier on, we we brought you the, the podcast this morning with regards to the fixtures being announced. And then we plan to bring you one transfer show at 4pm. We brought you that transfer show um, and then more stuff came up. And it's been all day, hasn't it, in terms of rumours coming out for Arsenal. Um, Arsenal made a bid for this guy, made a bid for that guy. We've even been knocking back bids for players. So let me give you guys a quick roundup of what has gone on today. So apparently Arsenal have expressed an interest in Leicester City's James Madison. That was actually reported on Tuesday night by Chris Wheatley. But those rumours have gathered pace today. We've also heard that Arsenal are interested in pursuing Sheffield United's Aaron Ramsdale as a replacement for Bern Leno. And then this afternoon, the news was broken that we had rejected a £25 million bid from Aston Villa for Emil Smith-Rowe. And just shortly after that, we heard that Arsenal have had a £40 million bid for Brighton and Hove Albion's Ben White knocked back. So it's all been kicking off. It feels like Arsenal are really trying to get things done. Arsenal are really being proactive in the transfer window. And I've actually been quite negative, I think, with regards to what Arsenal might be able to do in this window in terms of finances, with regards to what will actually be available to Mikel Arteta when it comes to strengthening his squad this summer. I've talked a lot about the need to move players on, and I still think there is a great need to do that. But it feels as though Arsenal are going in um, making offers for players and perhaps that their transfer budget may just be a little bit more than we previously thought. And, I, you know, fingers crossed that is the case. I, I really hope it is. But let's kick off by talking about the two stories that I brought you just at the end there. So the, the one with regards to Ben White, and we'll talk about the uh, rejection of Aston Villa's offer for Emil Smith-Rowe, because we touched on Ramsdale and we touched on Madison in the last episode. If you haven't caught up with that, it's the last video if you're watching us via YouTube. If you're listening via the audio platforms, it is the last episode in the feed and we will be taking your questions on this edition. I realised the last one, it was a bonus episode. It was a little bit shorter than usual. But as I say, I will be taking your questions during this edition of the podcast. So hold on to them for a couple of minutes and I'll get you to put them in the chat 
with a little cue at the beginning so I can easily pick them out. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel. We're approaching 14,000 subscribers and we want to get there sooner rather than later. Uh, obviously, hit the like button. It really helps the videos. And if you wish to support the podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description and becoming a member of the channel. Let's start off by talking about Emil Smith-Rowe because it was uh, reported today by David Ornstein that Aston Villa had submitted an offer of £25 million for Emil Smith-Rowe, which Arsenal have rejected. There is a huge desire within the football club to see Emil Smith-Rowe remain, and not just remain, but to increase his salary and to uh, you know extend his current contract. Emil Smith-Rowe is in negotiations with Arsenal at the moment over a new contract, but contrary to what was reported a couple of weeks ago, we've actually heard since that actually the negotiations aren't quite as advanced as we thought they might have been. So there is no agreement and the agreement is not as close as people had reported in the past. So Emil Smith-Rowe's future, I, I think I could probably say, you know, safely that his future does lay at Arsenal Football Club. But it feels like obviously there are some details that need to be ironed out, some details upon which the, the parties need to be be agreeing on uh, so that that deal can get over the line and Arsenal can extend Emil Smith-Rowe's stay, but also give him the pay rise that he really deserves because he's broken through and become a really, really key cog and an important part of Mikel Arteta's side. £25 million for me is, you know, it's not enough. It's nowhere near enough. And, and it's not enough based on potential. It's not enough based on what Emil Smith-Rowe could go on to be and what he could go on to achieve. You know, I've seen some Arsenal fans kind of say it's it's a ludicrous amount to offer and it's it's almost insulting, but it's not. Because when you consider that Emil Smith-Rowe's only really played in the first team for the last six months or so, when you consider that he's had numerous injury problems, that he's broken down quite a lot. And when you consider that potential isn't necessarily a guarantee, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to hit the heights that you maybe look like you could at some point in your career. I don't think 25 million is a completely ludicrous offer, but it's not enough for me. Um, I, look, I wouldn't sell him for, for any amount. It would have to be an incredibly crazy offer for me to even consider uh, selling Emil Smith-Rowe. I've got to be honest, I like him that much. I said it a couple of years ago. I was talking about him after, I think it was a couple of preseason friendlies. And I said to a mate of mine, you know, I think this guy has got the talent to go on and become one of the very best. I really, really do rate the kid. But, you know, injuries have been a bit of an issue, as I've said. And, and obviously, we've got a, a pretty small sample size to look at with Emil Smith-Rowe. Six months, he's been brilliant. But prior to that, he wasn't in the side. And so it's hard to make that kind of judgment, I guess. Um, but, you know, is it enough to prize him away from Arsenal? In my opinion, no. You know, you're, you're going to have to, as I keep saying, you're going to have to offer a crazy amount of money for me to even consider uh, letting somebody like Emil Smith-Rowe go because I really like him and I really do believe in him and, and what he can achieve sort of moving forward. Are Aston Villa sort of bracing themselves for the departure potentially of Jack Grealish? Possibility. You know, if you think about who they've signed this summer, they've signed Emi Buendia already. Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, not quite the same as Emi Buendia in terms of his profile because Buendia uh, often plays from the right-hand side. Emil Smith-Rowe clearly more central. You know, if they're looking to assemble kind of a, a three behind Ollie Watkins of 
Jack Grealish on the left, Emmy Buendia on the right, and Emil Smith Rowe in the 10 position. That would be pretty impressive. Are they, you know, are they preparing? Are they bracing themselves for his for Grealish's potential departure? I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that's the case. They're incredibly ambitious. Their ownership are incredibly ambitious. Something that can't be said about those at the helm uh, in North London, which is obviously problematic for us. But, you know, there's been a lot of outrage. And, and you know, I understand Arsenal fans kind of, I, I put a tweet out as well saying, hands off, hands off of Emil Smith-Rowe. He is really, really important to Arsenal Football Club. I don't want to see him go anywhere. Um, but I don't think the £25 million bid is as insulting as some will say. Uh, it's definitely not enough. I want to stress that point. And, you know, it wouldn't even be enough to bring, if I was in charge of negotiations, me to the table. But I understand why they've tried their luck. They're looking at his contract situation. They're looking at the, the fact that it is quite a small sample size. They're looking at the fact that his injury record isn't great. They're looking at the fact that Arsenal need money to make transfers. And they've probably thought, we'll have a cheeky go here. And if this pays off, great. If it doesn't, we'll move on. Um, that, that That's how I see it. You know, I can't see Villa uh, pursuing this one too much. I can't see them coming back in and making multiple bids for Emil Smith-Rowe. I think this was a try-your-luck bid. And if it comes off, great. But I don't think it will come off and it shouldn't come off. And hopefully Emil Smith-Rowe remains an Arsenal player uh, for many, many years to come because he's a really exciting talent. Moving on to the other bit of news, uh, you know, we've been talking about interest in Ben White for a few days now. Uh, the report surfaced, I think, over the weekend. Um, we touched on it. We talked about the, you know, the need to probably strengthen in other areas before looking at centre-back. But obviously, Mikel Arteta and the club's hierarchy have other plans. We've heard today, as I say, that the bid has been officially made, £40 million. It has been rejected. It has been knocked back by Brighton and Hove Albion, but Arsenal are expected to continue talks with the Seagulls over Ben White. Now, you know, is what is Ben White worth? I mean, obviously, when you're a Premier League player, there's a premium. When you're an English Premier League player, there's even more of a premium. And I think that's played a role here as well. Brighton turned down some offers for Ben White last summer that were from Leeds United. They weren't as substantial as the one that Arsenal have made now. Um, but it just, you know, when I said right at the top of the show that perhaps Arsenal are going to have more money to spend than any of us imagined, um, perhaps they have decided that in order to move forward, they need to really, you know, uh, you know, invest. And the fact that there is no European football has been a, maybe a bit of a kick up the arse to those uh, in charge of the football club in terms of giving them that push that they need to kind of put their hands in their pockets or make funds available from alternative sort of sources to get things done. And, um, you know, somebody like Ben White, I like him. I do. I like his versatility. I like the fact that he is very comfortable on the ball. He's a ball-playing centre-back, something that Mikel Arteta was obviously keen on. I like the fact that he can drop into the defensive midfield position without any problems. I like the fact that he can fill in that right back. I like the fact that he's got a big future ahead of him. I think there are lots of positives with regards to Ben White. My only question mark over it would be the fee. But for Arsenal to lodge a bid of £40 million, then it suggests that, you know, I've been maybe a bit modest in what I feel that Arsenal could spend this summer. I talked a lot about what we can hope to bring in for certain players. 
And um, we'll come on to talk about an Arsenal player that could be on the move in a minute. Arsenal set an asking price uh, for someone who's very likely to leave the club this summer. But we'll come on to touch on that in just a couple of moments time. But first of all, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm a bit surprised by the Ben White stuff, if I'm honest. When we first heard it, I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe Mikel Arteta admires Ben White. Um, Obviously, losing David Luiz means that we're a right centre-back light. I think many people kind of just assumed or envisaged that William Saliba would come in and fill in that role. Um, You know, from what we understand, he is part of the plans next season and he will be given a chance. But Mikel Arteta obviously feels he needs more than that. And and it seems that Ben White is, is the man he's targeting. You know, the question is, what's the maximum you would pay for Ben White? And I already think 40 million is kind of pushing that ceiling, if I'm completely honest. So how far do Arsenal take this? How far do Arsenal keep pushing in the hope of of striking a deal with Brighton and Hove Albion? That's the big, big question here. I think in order of priorities this summer, I think, first of all, we need a central midfielder to partner Thomas Partey because it looks like Granit Xhaka, although that deal is still yet to be done, it looks like he could be, uh, you know, he is likely, I should say, to be on his way. Uh, so you need someone there. You need someone in the number 10 position, in my opinion, and you need to cover those fullback positions. Those would have been my priorities. And centre-back would have been right at the bottom of that list, if I'm honest. But Mikel doesn't seem to think so. A couple of issues. Has Mikel considered switching us back to a back three, in which case he'll need more centre-halves and Ben White is probably the perfect centre-half to play on the right side of that system? Is that something that Mikel Arteta is thinking about? And I'm not saying it is. I'm just asking the question. The flip side to that would be, but Rob Holding can also play on the right side of a three, I think, and and looks a lot better than he does as part of a two. So then is there a pressing need for that? Who knows? The other thing I'm thinking is, you know, yes, Brighton, you know, they're they're not in a position where they're desperate to sell and so they're going to try and get the maximum they possibly can. But... In hearing that Brighton have have rejected the £40 million offer, have they rejected it because they don't feel that the monetary value of the offer overall meets the player's valuation? Or have they rejected the offer because they don't like the way it's been made up? So have Arsenal gone there with one of their structured payment deals and tried to kind of convince Brighton to sell that way? In which case, all of those funds are not available to Brighton instantly to be able to make changes and to replace that could be an issue too. And it, I wouldn't put it past Arsenal. I've got to be honest. So, you know, Ben White, I like him. Good player. Um, probably an upgrade on most of the central defensive options that we currently have at our disposal. If we've got the money to do Ben White and the other deals that we clearly need to do, I'm okay with that. If bringing in Ben White means we don't get a central midfielder or we don't get a 10 or we don't get the fullbacks in that we need in order to cover certain positions, and it's not such a good idea. But, you know, in years gone by, Arsenal have, have kind of applied this really, you know, disappointing kind of recruitment model where, you know, it happened when we brought Unai Emery in, new manager, new philosophy, new way, and we brought in multiple players in the summer he came. Mikel Arteta has been allowed to bring in some players as well. But we, we've been bringing in volumes of players, but players not at quite the high level. I would rather that Mikel Arteta identifies three, four transfer targets this summer that he really wants, that he really feel um, will improve the side. And um, 
and just goes all out for them. And if we have to wait another window to address a couple of positions, then we do that. I'm willing to be patient like that because I think building a team when you don't have hundreds of millions to throw at single windows is is, is a lot more difficult than people think. Um, you know, we're always talking about others progressing and we're always talking about them leaving us behind where well, they're able to progress because they're able to throw more money at things. And, and that's what it's all about. So, you know, although I'm not quite sure about the Ben White thing, it's not that I'm not sure about him as a player. I'm not sure if it's a right move for Arsenal. Um, I actually see it as a positive because for Arsenal to have tabled a bid for Emi Buendia of a value of around about £30 million, for Arsenal to have tabled a bid for Ben White for £40 million, it suggests that Arsenal's finances are in better shape than we thought because we haven't sold anybody yet. We haven't brought in money from any of those players that we've talked about week after week um, as, as potential departures. So, yeah, you've got to take it as a positive, I guess. But big news, um, big, big news. So Arsenal have had a bid rejected for Ben White. Um, Arsenal have rejected themselves a bid for Emil Smith-Rowe from Aston Villa. We talked about the reported interest in James Madison a little bit earlier on, on the last episode. And we talked about Arsenal's interest in Aaron Ramsdale to potentially uh, replace Bern Leno. The other bit of news I wanted to talk about was with regards to Gostandinos Mavrobanos, who uh, Arsenal are said to have set a £7 million asking price for. And I think that's about right. Um, Honestly, I do. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, why don't you rate the guy? I I just don't rate him. I I think he's a limited defender. I think, you know, he can be very physical. He's very hardworking. I always say that he's the typical Greek defender. And when people say to me, well, what's a typical Greek defender? A typical Greek defender is Gostandinos Mavrobanos or Sogradis. Two players who play with their heart on their sleeve, give it their all, you know, are physically strong, are never afraid of a battle. They're always physical. They're always involved. They're very passionate. It's written all over their faces. They can't hide it. But Technically, they're just not quite at the level that Mikel Arteta is looking for with regards to having the ball at their feet, playing the ball out from the back, being comfortable in the pressure situations that Mikel Arteta's philosophy will inevitably put them under uh, from time to time. So, um, yeah, I think seven million is about right. And and Stuttgart look as though they're going to they're going to make that uh, they're going to make that offer. They're going to take Costandinos Mavrobanos uh, to the Bundesliga on a permanent basis. And good luck to him. I like the guy. Uh, showed some decent signs in his first couple of Arsenal appearances. Looks very raw. Is not as raw nowadays, but it's still too raw, in my opinion, uh, to play for Arsenal at the top, top level, or at the level that we aspire to be back at. Uh, so that's my thoughts on him. I think £7 million is about right. And uh, if we got that, uh, I think that would be uh, that would be a reasonable bit of business. I've got to be honest. Let's go over to your uh, questions in the live chat. Let's pick out a few of them. Um, Let's see what we've got here. Uh, Just getting some breaking news uh, from Sky Sports whilst we're live on this podcast that Rafa Benitez is closing in on the Everton manager's job. Well, that will upset uh, some of his old friends over at Anfield. But uh, yeah, these it's another blockbuster appointment, isn't it, really, for, for Everton after getting Carlo Ancelotti clearly showing their ambitions in terms of the calibre of managers that they're after. That You can argue that maybe they're a little bit over the hill at this point, but you know, Rafa Benitez, uh, it looks set to take on the Everton job. And I'm sure we'll react to that a little bit more on a future show, if indeed 
uh, that deal does go through. Get your questions in the chat. Put the queue at the beginning. So sorry, it's easier for me to pick them out in and amongst the chaos of the chat box. Uh, let's quickly check in where we are in terms of likes at the moment. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. It really, really does help. There's over 150 of you watching on the multiple platforms, but we've only got 34 likes. Let's get that up to 75 uh, within the next few minutes. Come on, it's so easy. All you got to do, hit the like button. And of course, if you are new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, okay, let's go over to the chat box. Uh, Ashton says, you think Ben White is better than Saliba or Mavrobanos? I, I think that Ben White is definitely better than Mavrobanos. Um, it's hard for me to say on Saliba because I haven't seen him play in an Arsenal shirt and I haven't seen uh, a lot of him play. Um, sorry, have I just confused what I said? Do I think Ben White is better than Saliba or Mavrobanos? I definitely think he's better than Mavrobanos. And with Saliba, the point I was trying to make was that I'm not sure because I need to see more of William Saliba. I've got to be honest. I want to see more of him. I think he's got um, a really, really high ceiling. But, you know, the, the, the initial signs aren't that good. You know, he, he went back to France. He done well at Nice, but it's a completely different ball game. Uh, at Nice. And so I'm a little bit reluctant to get carried away with that. Question marks maybe over his attitude, maybe over his conduct, maybe over uh, sort of his commitment levels, which would probably back up why Mikel moved him on. I'm not saying that's definitely the case. I'm not saying Mikel hasn't handled it badly. I just, I think it's impossible for us to make a definitive judgment on William Saliba based on a loan spell he's had back in France. I want to see him in an Arsenal shirt. Let's have a look at him in pre-season. Um, I know that doesn't tell you the, the full story, but let's have a look at him and see how he goes. And, and fingers crossed, uh, he can be the man moving forward. But it seems from what we're reading, Ashton, that, that Saliba is part of the plans, regardless of Arsenal's uh, interest in uh, in Ben White. Uh, Stephen says, Harry, do you think Arsenal are looking to bring Ben White in as a right back? Because he played a lot there last season. I wouldn't say that Ben White is a specialist right back, though. Um, I think what Ben White gives you is the ability to to switch to a back three quite easily because he's comfortable playing in that kind of right-sided channel. Um, so I think what Ben White has maybe that some of our other centre-backs don't have is he's a bit of a hybrid between a right centre-back and a right-back in the sense of he can play as part of a three, but if he's asked to be a bit more adventurous playing from the right uh, as a, a standard or traditional fullback, he's got that technical ability and technical security to move further up the pitch and do that. I think he's also uh, very useful in a defensive midfield position, which is uh, another kind of tick in, in his column. Uh, Brad Richardson says the Cronkies are back in the, are the Cronkies back in their word, in your opinion? It's all good um, leaking stories at the moment. It's all good telling us that this bid's gone in and that bid's gone in until those players are pictured on the Arsenal website wearing the kit holding the shirt up to the screen, whatever you want to say. Um, I'm not getting carried away. You know, the Cronkies have done this to us before. We've been linked with huge transfers in the past and they've never materialised. So I'm going to be um, a little bit of a sceptic until I see otherwise. Uh, Dyer says, Harry, from what I've heard, Arsenal confident of finalising at least two, which is Ben White and Albert Lukonga. If they were to happen, how would you feel? Well, I've talked a lot about Ben White during the show. I quite like him. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the fee, but I guess my worry eases when I think that for Arsenal to be offering that money, maybe the financial situation is a little bit more positive or at least less negative than I'd initially thought. 
Um, and I hold my hands up if I'm wrong. I, I figured that, you know, a lot of Arsenal's business this summer was going to be based on whether we could get people out the door. But it seems like Arsenal are making moves prior to selling those players. I think in the past, in, in last summer especially, you saw two phases to the transfer window. You saw Arsenal trying at least to move people on, uh, not to very good effect, and then making some transfers right at the back end of the window. And in January, you saw something similar where Arsenal, you know, moved out a load of players, terminated a load of contracts, and then brought people in. Seems like this time around, though, Arsenal are going the other way. Arsenal are going to try and get their business done nice and early uh, so that Mikel Arteta can spend time with the team on the training ground, have a proper pre-season and lead his side out uh, for the uh, first game of the Premier League campaign, which is, of course, away at Brentford on the weekend of August 14th, 15th and uh, and, and be in really good shape. Uh, Chris says, how much do you think it will take Brighton to accept the bid? I reckon anything between 45 and 50 Brighton will be probably open to doing that deal. You know, I'm not saying Brighton are broke because they're not, but, you know, the pandemic has had an impact on everybody and I'm sure that they would welcome those kind of funds. And, you know, if Arsenal turn the player's head and Ben White is at a point where he wants to leave and, you know, it was thought that Ben White actually quite wanted to join, uh, would have quite liked to have joined Leeds, um, then you got to, you know, you got to think that Brighton will be open to it. They almost lost him last summer. They played hardball, but I think when they did it then, they probably knew that it was with a view to selling him, you know, sooner rather than later and cashing in on one of their biggest talents. Uh, Sam Rudman says, is Locatelli a good option if Xhaka leaves? I'm a massive fan of Locatelli. He'll be kicking off uh, for Italy. We expect in about half an hour's time. So keep your eyes peeled on that game if you want to have a good look at Locatelli. And I've got Carlo Garganese, um, a very well-respected Italian journalist, a very good friend. He'll be joining me for a bonus bit of content over the next few days. We'll be talking about Locatelli and getting his thoughts on that. Uh, Charlie says, Harry, do you think we might have tapped up Grealish? Don't get why Villa are bidding for Emil Smith-Rowe. It's not a bad point, not a bad shout, Charlie. Um, I think with the players that are on... I was going to say with the players that are on international duty, it's a little bit harder to do that, but I don't think it is nowadays. Um, you know, there's, there's so much communication going on all the time. Um, I don't know, look, I'm talking about Arsenal and I'm shocked that you know, they're finding it difficult. Well, I'm shocked, sorry, that Arsenal are able allegedly to spend this kind of money. So I'm not, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's not get carried away. Let's not let it uh, run away with us. Uh, Christian Hoover on the transfer window says heating up. Come on. Really is heating up, isn't it? Plenty of news today. And it's why we've bought you multiple shows. Um, I was actually planning on having a bit of a chilled out day today, but that wasn't to be the case. Right, we're going to leave it there. And just a quick reminder that I'll be back live at 10.15pm UK time for our Euro 2020 Daily Show. I'll be joined by Stel, the host of Shoot the Defence, as well as regular panellist Dan DeLuca, big Italy supporter. So we'll be getting his thoughts on the Azzurri's game tonight. Uh, if you're listening via the podcast platforms, that'll be the next show um, in the feed. So make sure you check that out as well and appreciate all your support on the Euros content throughout the tournament. Because I know it's not what we normally do, uh, but it's been great to, um, it's been great to do something a little bit different, uh, a little bit more relaxed and to, you know, to try something else. Um, I've always been a little bit afraid, uh, of doing sort of different content on this channel from fear of how it might be received, because uh, I know it's an Arsenal channel. I know that you guys are here for Arsenal content. Um, 
But as you guys know, I do work in the wider football world. Um, I do a lot of work on football outside of Arsenal. Uh, and so, yeah, it's always good to get feedback on, on anything that we do that's a little bit outside the box. So feel free to let me know your thoughts on the Euro shows in the comments. Don't forget to smash the like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Check out the membership scheme if you like. And if you're listening on the audio, make sure you leave us a review. I'll be back later on with more. Until next time. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.